नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चारवक पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा सो जस्ट टू गिव यू गाइस अ ब्रीफ बैकग्राउंड ऑफ व्हाई आई एम डूइंग दिस पॉडकास्ट टुडे तो मुझे अ लॉट ऑफ यू स्पेशली कॉलेज गोइंग किड्स यू कांस्टेंटली कीप मैसेजिंग मी कि भैया आप है ना कभी ऐसी पॉडकास्ट क्यों नहीं करते कि जो हम बच्चों को बताए ये क्या करना होता है वो क्या करना होता है एंड आई वुड ऑलवेज अवॉइड दिस आंसर लाइक यार मेरे को मत डालो ये चीज़ों में एंड देन एज यू गाइज नो आई बीन बैक टू कवरिंग अ लॉट ऑफ बुक्स अगेन आई बैक टू माई ओल्ड रीडिंग हैबिट्स इन बिटवीन आई वॉज राइटिंग माई बुक फॉर फॉर अ फोर फाइव मंथ पीरियड सो एवरी थिंग टेकन अ बैक बर्नर सो नो आई एम बैक विद अ वेंजेंस एंड देन इन दिस प्रोसेस नो आई गेट books all the time ki ye book hai ye book hai and then i picked up this book and i actually enjoyed reading this and i finally decided ki ha bhi ye book ko cover karunga taki wo jitne hundreds of emails mujhe aaye the podcast pe ki bhaiya ye cover karo so aaj today we're going to be talking about this book career 3.0 six skills you must have to succeed written by abhijit bhaduri abhijit welcome to the podcast and thank you very much for coming no thank you kushal for having me on the podcast such an honor thank you So Abhijit, this is your first time on the podcast. So I will request you to tell everybody maybe a little bit about your journey yourself, so that people get accustomed and that then they know uh, where you're coming from. Okay. Um, so I uh, was uh, born in India. I grew up there, uh, in, largely in Delhi. I went to school there. I did my undergraduate in economics from SRCC. Went to XLRI. I uh, did my masters there. Went back to Delhi University, did a degree in law, and started working. Uh, and I worked in you know various companies, starting with Aishur in uh, Delhi, and then went on to work in uh, Tata Steel. Worked for them uh, in. Uh, then I moved to advertising. Worked for Mutra uh, and was involved in setting up Micah Business School. Um, from there, joined Colgate in um, Mumbai. and which is where i sort of also decided that i'm going to experiment and did a cross functional move into from hr i moved into it uh, to implement a project uh, that took me to malaysia and then us and i was there came back to india um worked for pepsico as the head of hr for the snack business uh, from there joined microsoft briefly for about a year and a half um then from there became the chief learning officer for wipro uh from there i decided that okay i worked for enough number of years i'm going to do my own consulting work uh consulting shuru kiya uh and for about 6 years i did that and then microsoft invited me to uh head their uh, learning and development globally uh to be based out of us uh, in in seattle so um i did that and then i decided that uh, नए साल में कुछ नया करना चाहिए सो आई डिसाइडेड दैट इन 2024 फर्स्ट ऑफ जनवरी आई डिसाइडेड दैट आई एम गोइंग टू स्टार्ट माय ओन प्रैक्टिस ऑफ एडवाइजिंग ऑर्गेनाइजेशंस ऑन द टैलेंट स्ट्रेटजी एडवाइजिंग इंडिविजुअल्स ऑन द करियर स्ट्रेटजी एंड यू नो डूइंग माय यूजुअल राइटिंग एंड स्पीकिंग एंड ऑल दैट दिस इज माय लाइफ इन अ नटशेल सो सो ऑसम सो ऑब्वियसली दिस इज नॉट योर फर्स्ट बुक यू हैव रिटन इन द पास्ट टू now if i was to ask like is this book a stand alone in itself or is this like a building up on things that you've done in the past and you take it one step at a time i think what happens with books is uh, you know uh, writing is not a sort of not a process where you have one idea and you kind of write that and you, uh, you know it doesn't work like that 
So I first, um, you know, started my career writing fiction. I wrote a book called Mediocre But Arrogant, and then I wrote the sequel to that, uh, which was fiction, uh, which was really about life in a B-school. You know, somebody who has no idea about what to do in life. You know, so it was one of those kind of uh, protagonists, which was a lot like me. I mean, I didn't really have a very clear view of my career. And then, um, you know, decided to experiment and try nonfiction. So I wrote a book called Don't Hire the Pen. That's a terrible piece of advice because, you know, you um, with people, um, you have to actually find the right fit. And personality is a much bigger determinant of success than your skills. So that was the premise of the first book. Then I wrote another one, which was called um, The Digital Tsunami. Uh, and uh, it was about all the changes that were happening in the world around, you know, digital transformation. So I wrote, a, uh, you know, my fifth book was uh, really uh, called Dreamers and Unicorns, uh, which is what I saw. How do organizations go from the dreamer stage, which is the startup stage, to becoming unicorns and then becoming market shapers? And why is it that so few people really make that journey from being a dreamer to a unicorn to a you know, market shaper? It happens with human beings individually, and it happens with organizations. So it was really this whole spectrum. In that, one of the pieces that I had started noticing was that people's careers are shifting. The pandemic was definitely an inflection point for multiple things. And I kind of think that that was the biggest um, digital transformation move. You know, it forced everybody to adopt digital uh, in a way they never had. This book is really looking at, um, we kind of have this myth just as much as we say, hire the best. That's a myth. There are lots of pieces of bad piece of advice people give. Uh, you know, you will see a lot of the motivational gurus telling you, follow your passion. This is absolutely terrible piece of advice. And I thought that. You know, I've spent decades looking at what makes careers work and what doesn't. I've made so many mistakes myself. Put all of it together and kind of say that what are some of the shifts that are happening? So Career 3.0 was a book which talks about um, how there are multiple factors that shape your career. We kind of think that, okay, if I have this degree, that's it. This is my career. It's not going to happen like that. So this is really the essence of that. There were so many people who are doing things. I mean, people like you, you, you're really following a fairly unconventional pattern. You're not a doctor, not a lawyer. You're not a chartered accountant or an architect. When I was growing up, it was really like my mother used to say, um, always the number of choices of professions which are accepted uh, is equal to the kind of choice of career, uh, the car models which are there. So when I was growing up, there were three models, you know. So you had an ambassador, a fiat, and a standard herald. Uh, you know, and then there were little variations of these, but three. And then now, of course, look at the number of cars. And, you know, that's what has also happened to careers. Absolutely. I remember, I, I distinctly remember, I was talking about this with my mother and father uh, on the phone a few days ago. And I was telling them that, uh, you know, at the age of 16, 17, all I could think of was uh, rock and roll and playing drums and and being a musician and and I didn't do that because even I mean I'm 81 born. I'm just 42 years old and uh, 
you know even as a 16 17 year old at that time i could not think of you know pursuing a career as a rock and roll drummer in india i i just could not think of it uh, a i'll be very honest as like paisa hi nahi hai is there's no money i'm not going to do it I, because my first love was only money that's all i mean i i always used to tell like i'm only attached to gandhi matlab the gandhi note uh, you know metaphorically and i was like if it makes money i will go oh, passion passion kya tel lene i mean tomorrow if somebody says bhai tere ko juhu beach ke bahar you know baith ke chhole bechne aur chhole beche ke tu bahut acche paise kamayega main dusre din kushal mehra chhole wala ban jaunga i would change like this because for me the passion was always what drove me in my early years was only money that's all drove me and obviously I, I, what i have realized this that and this is my second question to you why i can only ask you questions based on my life's journey i'm not saying these are universal sure. principles and universal rules but what i was let's say as a 20 year old i was not as a 30 year old i am not as a 40 year old a 20 year old kushal mehra was driven by the idea of making more money by the time i turned 30 i was like sustaining and by the time i'm 40 i was like no screw all of that i just want to do things that i like now because i did some things right in the very early part of my career which also ha- comes from the fact that i had privilege i had privilege of having a stable family and a financially stable family not 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 just at a mental level but at a financial level so i could take certain risks but it, what what do so your book is career 3.0 but obviously you talk about career 1.0 and 2.0 and i this is my personal opinion that there is no understanding 3.0 till you don't understand 2 career 2.0 and 1.0 so let's start with 1.0 so what is 1.0 yeah um so question 1.0 one of the simple ways to sort of really look at that as if you look at uh, careers one generation before uh, you know if you look at uh, parents generation the model was pretty straightforward you have a degree that degree results in your doing a, a kind of a job most people would find a job uh, so india mein kehte hain na ki settle down you settle down you know um, and and then you kind of retire one day so learn earn and retire this is really the whole notion of um, a career as it was understood then the challenge of that whole model is that that assumes that you are in a world where there are plenty of jobs which are there so if you do a degree it prepares you for the rest of your life and you you are going to find a job and sort of do that now that assumption is dying uh, because of multiple reasons we are living longer we, uh, you know organizations die faster you know the notion of population growth to jobs there's a adversarial ratio so if you think about the number of jobs in india we need to add about a million jobs every month to be able to employ all the people who are entering the workforce and then you kind of see look around you and you will see that every other company is laying off hundreds and thousands of people who are getting laid off only very few manage to find the job so there is something which has changed and i think what happens is um, so career one as a model is going to remain so and and it's not as if career one is worse than career two two and career 3 is the best it's really not like that there are three patterns you will move um, i myself started with a career 1.1.0 or career 2.0 is when you uh, have a, a sort of a side hobby or a side gig or an entrepreneurial streak which you pursue on the side uh, which makes you money now why does making money uh, become a yardstick because 
nobody pays you to be average at your skill. Somebody pays you when you're really good at your skill, right? So I think when you think about what will make you money is that your skill has to be really good enough for somebody to understand that, okay, this is what you're doing. That's what um, I'm going to pay you for. So I started writing books and I started drawing professionally. I started doing, um, you know, podcasts and all of that. So that was another revenue stream. So when I prepared myself, um, I finally took the plunge to be an entrepreneur, uh, having worked for for all the rest of my life. I found that I was better prepared because, A, you have all those skills. You know, how do you learn something which you don't? So I had to teach myself how to edit, how to get onto a, you know, a podcast, how do you load that on, all that stuff. You also figure out a way to teach others because you have to take people along with you If you even if you built a small team. I had a very small team. But you have to teach people, oh, here is how we need to do this. Here is how you address a client query. Here is how you, you know, so you are learning and teaching. You're also doing all these, you know, you're building a personal brand. You're able to tell a story about what you're doing. You're making yourself part of multiple ecosystems that, you know, there my HR and talent management is one ecosystem. The speaking and, you know, uh, uh, sort of addressing conferences is another ecosystem, completely different. Uh, all the writing books, et cetera, what I do, that's a third ecosystem. So being part of multiple ecosystems uh, is the fifth skill. And the sixth one is that you really think like a venture capitalist before one phase really gets out and you are, you've got nothing else to do is then you start thinking of what else, which is what most people do. You should really start thinking about your next venture and your third venture when you're on the first one. So that's really the career 3.0. And I have myself, you know, I was an entrepreneur. So career 3.0 model in a classical sense, went back to career 1.0 when I started working with Microsoft in US. It went back to a career 1.0 model. I switched straight away back to a career 3.0 model uh, in 2024 that I'm going to go back and become an entrepreneur. So that's really how I kind of see that it's constant sequential and it um, based on a, a assumption that three is better than two, two is better than one. Not at all. So, you know, what is interesting is that a, it is quite clear from your book that this is not a, you know, progression where you go from one to two to three in career 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. You could go from 3.0 to 1.0, 2.0 to 3.0, that back to 1.0. And that is very important for people to understand that uh, life is not a set menu. It is like a buffet which keeps changing on a yeah. daily basis. And as long as you are alert about what's happening around you. Like, honestly, I would not have thought being here on YouTube, talking to people, if somebody would have come to me and told me 10 years ago over a dinner, casually saying, Kushal, you're going to be hosting a podcast in another 10 years. I would have laughed them off. I would like, pagal hai kya? Main and, and and honestly, I would have mocked them more than anyone else. I would have mocked them. I, I could never env envisage myself doing what I'm doing today 
literally like in my case i'm literally pursuing my passion this is literally what drives me in my life right now and and i always tell people that mai abhi aisa ulta khopdi ho chuka hu ki after a while like in let's say in 3 years i get bored of this i will literally stop doing it because but yeah. i did my hard hard yards for it like i busted for a while i created a baseline where i could experiment then and i could take risks where even if i fail at least the house is running and table pe roti dal chawal aa raha hai not luxuries but roti dal chawal aa raha hai that that was the model i was thinking for but here's the thing so let me start by taking a question of a live viewer itself so somebody has asked this and you know this is how i would love to do this discussion because yahan pe log young hai so this person says i'm currently pursuing engineering but i'm personally of a humanities philosophy inclination how do i reconcile for a successful career this is the common question i'm sure you must be getting a lot of times ki mai karna kuch aur chahta hu magar kar kuch aur raha hu Yeah, and a lot of it happens. हम लोग क्या करते हैं कि जब क्लास नाइन टेन में होते हैं तो यू नो वी है अबाउट करियर्स वी हैव नो आइडिया अबाउट आर ओन स्ट्रेंथ वी हैव नो आइडिया अबाउट द ऑपरचुनिटीज बिकॉज डूइंग इंजीनियरिंग यू नो सिविल इंजीनियरिंग क्रिएट्स डिफरेंट ऑपरचुनिटीज फ्रॉम से इलेक्ट्रॉनिक इंजीनियरिंग विच इज डिफरेंट फ्रॉम टेक्सटाइल इंजीनियरिंग विद इन द फील्ड ऑल्सो देर आर लॉट्स ऑफ डिफरेंसेस सो वी डोंट नो the best thing to sort of really look at is to start thinking about your career not just in you know defined swim lanes that uh, okay ab maine engineering pad li to sari zindagi mere ko engineering hi karna hai aisa nahi hai because you know today there are lots and lots of um, um, you know opportunities that are coming up but you got to sort of really sample multiple versions so you know i like the way that you described it that uh, Uh, think about your career like a buffet when you go and see there are 85 items you know somebody says that uh, you know the 85 items are the starters now you are not going to like all 85 if you try all 85 you will not eat the main course so i think the way to sort of really look at it is first get a view of the landscape what kind of options are there does it have predominantly i think in broad categories so this is what are the opportunities start sampling a few of them look at people who are pursuing something what you want to do so for example when i was uh, you know contemplating that i want to be a, a cartoonist because i was very fascinated by that and i love doing that so i went and met a lot of cartoonists i drew you know for children's magazines and newspapers and all that i drew that and i realized hmm i really enjoy doing this but i'm not sure i want to spend my life earning my living being a cartoonist so everything that you can do you should not do that's a very important part that i learned that uh, you know if somebody says that okay you got to produce two drawings in the next one hour i would immediately lose my uh, joy for doing that you know so there are some things i want to keep doing um, because i'm interested in it would do because it's necessary for me to earn a living like what you're talking about you know you have to earn your living doing something um and then there are things that you do because that's where the future uh, seems to be and you want to work towards that but you don't want to jump into it um you know unless you created enough traction 
So you manage your career by sampling, choosing something, creating the next set of opportunities. That's how I would think about it. So, you know, in a country like India, because obviously, uh, even though I have like a good 30-35% of my audiences outside India, but I still, you know, 65% say 70% India wale. So I would like to, you know, speak on behalf of them right now, assuming I'm doing it for them. Um, you know, India is a unique nation where we have different time zones that exist in the country. As in, people live at different levels. We have the Sentinelese living in India. We have ultra-modern people living in you know, the metro cities of India. Then we have tier two, tier three that that has different sensibilities. And everybody is at the economic ladder and at the skills ladder in different stages of their life. Two, India has this obsession, uh, Abhijit, where every damn child wants to be an engineer. Now, the extreme reaction to that is, Are sab engineer ban ja rahe ho, aur kuch kaam nahi hai. Yes, sub MBA career or kuch kaam nahi hai, that kind of a thing. You know how it is in housing society, mein, there'll be one person uh, whose kid gets an MBA, then he gets a good placement. Sare parents usko dekhte hai, ab sari society ke bachche MBA karne wale hai. Kyun? Kyunki usne wa MBA kiya hai. So, so how, how does an Indian child, if I was an Indian child, I was a 17 year old and I sit down. Nowadays, startup culture is cool. Right. Aajkal startup culture is very cool. I startup karega. Or podcasting is very cool. I podcast karega. I content creator banega. But, but at the end of the day, not everybody is suited to do the job their neighbor or that famous bhaiya or didi in the society or the gated community they live in is good at. So how does the key question about career 3.0 or 2.0 or 1.0, how do we stop lying to ourselves and how do we assess our abilities is my next question. So in the book, uh, you know, I talk about there's a sort of really rough questionnaire. It's not meant to be a scientific psychometric study or anything, but it gives you a perspective of um, to what extent are you comfortable taking risks? Um, how good are you in working with people? Now, probably working with people is one of the most, most, most important pieces. And, you know, we um, need to really start working uh, through that because the way the landscape of jobs and careers and all of that is going to evolve, there's a certain set of things that uh, artificial intelligence is going to take up. You know, it's, it's going to do it better than what humans can do. For example, fraud prevention. Um, artificial intelligence will completely take over uh, th that element of it. Maybe some elements of basic level of coding will also get done by AI. You know, uh, just as today, you know, it can do. Chat GPT can write a certain basic piece. Is it good enough? The answer is no. So if you think that that level of writing is the ultimate and that's what it is, then probably you're not destined to be a writer to begin with. Because you need to be able to do something better than that. So I think the whole one way to think about it is the presence of these smartphones has made photography accessible to everyone. And everyone can take, you know, kind of basic level photography, you know, you can do that. But the people who are professionals can still do something which is way better than the others. You know, so that is really the way to think about your career. 
you can't be um, a beginner. You can't be a level one. Like in video games, you would say level one. You can't be playing at level one because most careers begin at a level 10 or level 15. So you build your skill to that level 10 or level 15 before you kind of say that, yes, this is what I want to do. So in between, you'll disc- as you sample different things, and it's okay to you know come up to a time where you don't know what you want. So I kind of think that I studied economics not because I had an impact in school to economics. I did economics because people said, Eco Karno, Delhi University, watch her course. I got admission to SRCC and I decided I'm going to do that. Then people said, you should have done commerce in SRCC. And I knew that commerce is not what I like to do. So I was very clear, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, It's really like saying in that buffet example, if you are a vegetarian, and no matter how many times I praise that, oh, there's amazing chicken curry there. It's not for you. End of story. So I think being building that clarity as you go about what you don't want to do is just as important as to understand, here is something that I enjoy, but do I want to do it every single day? That's a good piece. Um, for example, if you are a musician, do you like practicing um, the same saregama every single day? Every single day. Because if you are a you know career 1.0, I mean, all the musicians, you think about it, um, you know, they are career 1.0. Now, it seems very glamorous. Lata Mangeshkar has sung for her entire life. And she's practiced. So, But think about the hard work that has gone into it. We look at the end result that she's very successful. She's toured, traveled the world. She's established records. People worship her. Yeah, but look at the work. It's really like saying, okay, I want to be a CEO. But there's a huge journey. You're talking about a level 15 or level 20 in the video games. You can't be at level one and say, level one why have I not become a CEO yet? Because there's a big gap between where you are and the skill you need to build. There are multiple things. So I think it's really that. I mean, you can't become a Mr. India and kind of say, I've been to the gym now. I've worked out yesterday. I worked out today. So it's really like that. Fair enough. Now you write in a very uh, in your introduction itself that your career journey is like your fingerprint, unique and one of a kind. It's a reflection of the choices you make, the opportunities you seize and the challenges you overcome. Just as fingerprints are formed by the ridges and patterns on your fingertips, your career journey is formed by the experiences and people you encounter along the way. Now, a very big factor in this, like I had said, is privilege. That, like in my case, if I did not have the privilege of having parents who had a baseline education, lived in an urban center, Mumbai, and uh, had some financial stability, I would not be where I am. Now, what if you are today because of the internet and, uh, you know, kudos to Jio, basically Mukesh Bhai, and he has basically given everybody internet access and, you know, you could be living in a slum in Mumbai. You could be living in a village in India and you could access YouTube now. And you could listen yeah. to these things and you would have that inspiration. This question is for them who don't have the access, who don't have the privilege. How do they model it? Because for them, this to me, that matters the most for them. 
because when you have privilege right you can afford to be a failure it's like that uh, you know um, kushal i think you raised uh, you've uh, raised a question and answered it i think the internet is the great leveler if you have access to internet and a basic smartphone uh, you know the world is open to you because you can learn what you want we live in that golden age where um, let's say you can't afford to buy a book yeah uh, so, and some people can afford to buy a book but they don't like to read a book uh, you have both categories you can listen to it on a podcast because the author like i'm talking about my book on your podcast uh, in the same way there are other podcasts there are videos there are you know people who are having these discussions they will have live conversations so and everything is not regulated by money is just being aware that this is what it is you train yourself you pick up the skills i mean i'm trying to learn uh, duolingo uh, using duolingo app i'm trying to learn spanish now what am i going to do with spanish nothing i don't know but i like to learn because it keeps my muscle uh, alive so if you are trying to do that constantly you know a combination of those unique skills that you build up is really what creates opportunities for you and that's true for you know everything so for example um, i started to learn uh, video editing i started to you know, um, uh, and all those things and i thought what's the point of having access to it and buying the software if you don't know how to use it so i landed up doing a course on that uh, you know so i joined a program when i walked into the uh, center that day the first day you know the professor comes in uh, he is a young kid who is probably 23 24 he comes into the place uh, he looks at me and says sir aap center in charge hai so i said name my student to so and, and he said aap yahan pe student hai so i said yes i am trying to learn photoshop and uh, you know, so he says sir aap kyon seekh rahe hai aapko promotion milega isko seekhne se ki aap so i said no i am just curious to learn about this फायदा क्या है ये तो सब सीख रहे हैं क्योंकि इनको जॉब करना है आप क्यों सीख रहे हो आप घर में बैठो मजे करो सो दिस माइंडसेट इज आई थिंक अ किलर बिकॉज़ यू डू इट बिकॉज़ यू विल गेट अ प्रमोशन और यू डू समथिंग बिकॉज़ इट मेक्स यू मनी यू जस्ट हैव टू डू थिंग्स एंड एवरीथिंग इज अवेलेबल फॉर फ्री टुडे यू कैन लर्न फोटोशॉप फॉर फ्री आई मीन यू नो देयर आर इनफ वीडियोस ऑन YouTube यू कैन पुट इट ऑन एंड लर्न फोटोशॉप यू डोंट हैव टू जॉइन अ कोर्स सो दिस बिलीफ दैट यू नो if i don't have money the doors are closed actually it's not true this is a great opportunity that we have stanford harvard all these places give their uh, you know courses for free nothing prevents you from doing that every other person on tiktok on youtube on uh, instagram there are people teaching you things for free they offer live courses join it so i think the opportunity to think about internet as your biggest resource uh, you know is really just a mindset with which you look at it want, but people already also do that today if i ask you how do you make you look at the number of recipes people try out how do you make so and so you know i i want to learn how to make dokla I, i i have no idea you have no idea what are you going to do first thing you will do is you will open up youtube and look for a recipe on dokla right if i say um how do you change the settings on my phone i want to get the screen like this what will you do you look it up on youtube it's the same process doing it consistently so i think in skill building consistency becomes a yardstick of success of area 
you have to do something, get past that stage. When you learn cycling, there is a stage where you wobble. You have to get past this wobbling stage before you can go and drive the cycle on the highway. So career success is when you are able to do the uh, cycling on the highway. The initial stage is that wobbling stage. You have to do it often enough to get past. You spoke about success. In your book, there is this bit, what does it mean to be successful? What is the measure of success in a career? How would you know that you have become successful? Now, this is such a deep philosophical question because nobody knows the answer for that. Now, um, uh, in, in some ways, people gauge success by money. In some ways, people gauge success by fame. In some way, people gauge success by other parameters. So, so in today's world, if you are a young child growing up, like how would you gauge success? Like the amount of likes you have on YouTube or the amount of subscribers you have? How, how, how does one gauge success? Um, you know, I think um, I kind of in my book, I also distinguish between success and happiness. See, success is driven by external factors. Um, so let's say, uh, theoretically, you know, you back to the example you gave that in the society, somebody gets a, a job, you know, and he's making 20,000 uh, a month. And then everybody says, oh, you know, you should actually do that. Uh, he's barely 21 and he's making this kind of money. Then somebody else is going to come up and say, oh, but my son is, or daughter is making one. So then suddenly that 20,000 is no longer considered the benchmark. That one lakh is the benchmark. The problem of external benchmarks is that you have no control over it. And no matter what you do, you will always have somebody who will do it better. So, for example, uh, you know, we used to say that Instagram, look at the speed at which Instagram grew and developed itself. Uh, yeah. Until the other day, that was the hero. And now we suddenly say, oh, Chad GPT did in six weeks what Instagram did in like, you know, two years or whatever. You know, so I think the definition of success will keep changing. So you have to define success for yourself, that I this is what I want to do. Success could be also things that you enable others to do. I mean, you know, I had once asked my father, what is success to you? And he had said that if my children are happy, uh, success for me. But what about you? What are you aspiring for? He said, no, nothing. As long as my family is happy, uh, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, you know, that's success. So definitions will change from generation to generation. You yourself will redefine success multiple ways. You know, the money that uh, I was chatting with somebody, um, you know, who's, you know, sold his company, made a lot of money in that whole process. And I was saying that, um, what is success? So he says, when I was 17, I kind of thought that, um, you know, if I earn one lakh, uh, that's a lot of money. And then when I started working, I changed that money. I, that figure went up. And then I kind of said this much. I think that definition changes. But happiness is something that you experience when you do something for others. That's what stays with you. You know, the little difference that you can make for somebody else can become a tremendous source of satisfaction and happiness that you can generate for yourself and it stays with you. So my view is use your success to make yourself happy. And, and which means you do what you need to, to be successful in your own eyes. 
after that, if you are able to make a difference to others, then that happiness that you derive is what stays with you. That's your permanent. So I think that is how I would define it. So people often actually good that you, uh, you know, you, you raise this differentiation. People often confuse happiness with success. Now, uh, I honestly don't aspire to have 10 million subscribers on YouTube. I genuinely don't. I aspire to have a reasonable income from my podcast, which I can enjoy and have fun in life. I don't aspire to that. Do I advise that to other creators? No, I would not say. I was like, you should aspire for the biggest thing, whatever. I don't. So I clearly understood that the, the, there is a demarcation between success and happiness. Not everything that you become successful in might give you happiness. Happiness is a very subjective experience. In fact, studies show that people who make $75,000 an annum USD per annum on average, beyond that, you know, money stops giving them happiness also. Exactly. It's from, yeah. So it's not like uh, Bill Gates is happier than I am in terms of the money becoming a factor in his life. So if you reach $100,000, $150,000 income, you're going to live a happy life, a content life. So do not confuse success with happiness. Then what are the reasons one should aspire to be successful then? You know, I think uh, if you sort of really define success as building your skills on a continuous basis, those combinations will uh, actually create opportunities for you. And you refer to Bill Gates. And that's a great example that, you know, he made his money by doing what he was really passionate about, which was, uh, you know, about computers and seeing a desktop on every uh, desk, kind of a dream. And he was able to do it through the company that he built. He employed a lot of people, did a lot of uh, work in that space. Beyond a point of time, he handed over the company to somebody else and then decided to spend his time and money really, you know, removing some diseases from humanity, uh, you know, so uh, removing malaria, removing, you know, providing clean water, sanitation, education. These are the things that, uh, and go back and, you know, we spoke about um, the fact that you can actually um, earn that money to make a difference through your skills. So he's using his skills of how he built a global organization. He's using that same skill of solving more complex problems. So in some sense, he's doing exactly what he's done from the age of, uh, you know, 15. And in some sense, he's doing different things. Actually, I believe he's doing exactly the same things that he did when he was 15. So it has not changed. So he's still pursuing his definition of success. But at the same time, I think things that he's doing for others is what he'll derive uh, satisfaction from. Uh, so if you look at Warren Buffett, you mentioned that. I mean, Warren Buffett actually has uh, you know, built uh, a cancer hospital in his town. So now... Are more people going to be? I'm impressed by the fact that he has a great skill in how he's compounded money, which is great. But the place where I can experience the benefit of opportunities created for me. So I think that is how I would define success. Fair enough. Now let's get into another real life scenario. Let's say somebody you know wants to get into 
somebody is in customer service and they want to get into HR and uh, they want to pursue an MBA too. So what wh- what would be, uh, uh, how would they go about researching it? That how do I go towards it? Yeah, I, I think the first piece is that, you know, in the beginning we said, think about your career like a, a buffet meal, you know, that you have to actually sample. You have to take, a spoonful of multiple things uh, to be able to decide what aspect of that you want to do. For example, uh, if somebody says, I want to be a musician, um, I would ask a lot more pointed questions. What kind of music? Do you want to be a singer? Do you want to be a drummer? Do you want to play any instrument? Do you want to uh, produce the music? Do you want to be a studio engineer? Do you want to be a you know event producer? Do you want to market the event? Do you want to create music? Do you, do you want to do it for you know cinema? There are hundreds and hundreds of options for any one particular field. So think about that skill really like salt. You can add it to just about anything, you know, so the context will keep changing. Um, the other piece to really start thinking about is go and look at somebody who's doing what you want to do. So I did a degree in law, I mentioned to you. I never pursued a a profession as a lawyer. The reason is when I went across and I actually spent some time uh, talking to a a lawyer and saying, you know, can you just let me watch you uh, do some, uh, spend a day, you know, what happens in a typical day? Because my notion of law was, you know, built up by what I had seen in movies that he goes into a courtroom and says, me, Lord, Asani, who I am. Actually, when you look at courtrooms, they don't look anything like what you've seen in films. Two, um, I when I went there, I realized that, my God, this, is, uh, the, this particular uh, work that he's doing requires you to go through that huge sheaf of papers, look at it line by line, word by word, comma by comma, because a comma on the left or the right of a word can change the meaning. So when I looked at that, I kind of said, I like reading, I like literature and languages. I'm reasonably good at it, but I'm not detail-oriented. So therefore, this particular work will be a disaster. I can do most of it, but I'll miss the details. It'll be all useless. So I think that was a big element, which is why I kind of thought that, you know, the more you discover about yourself, you will begin to understand what kind of skills you have and where it can be useful. So, um, um, and I kind of have repeatedly felt that I'm, better as an entrepreneur than as an employee, uh, you know, because I operate better with that kind of freedom. You know, that's an important element. I I, I like to do multiple things at uh, the same time. As an employee, it's virtually impossible for you to do that because if you're an employee and you're in customer service and you tomorrow say that um, I want to now go and do HR, very few organizations create that opportunity for you. Very few. I'm not saying nobody does. A startup might be a good place because a startup has less defined boundaries. So they'll say, okay, why don't you go and do that? So you'll hear a lot more situations where somebody will do that in a fluid environment, uh, you know, where you can uh, try out something. But it you are not going to be able to see it in a place where there is a, you know, a very different kind of an environment where um, it's more structured. A large organization is very structured. 
you have to you know follow the rules you have to spend minimum 18 to 36 months every organization will say that you apply for the job somebody will interview you it's a very long run process so if you are a person who thrives in that environment then that's great for you if you are not then i would say that build your skill and then try it out somewhere and i think progressively depending on others to create opportunities is going to you know, diminish drastically over uh, the next couple of years. So I think being an entrepreneur is probably the second job that everyone should have, especially if you're employed. Fair enough. But now in today's modern world, maybe we can focus now before we wrap it up on this. Today's modern world, your kids have different kinds of pressures. Like let's say even in my growing up age, if I had a degree, if I had a X skill, I could still get away. Until unless you have a father ka dhanda, like a dukan or a restaurant or a factory or X or Y, or you have that, then maybe you can run that for a while and be sustaining yourself for another 20, 30 years because India is still is at a lower income stage. So, you know, you still have those uh, buffer zones where even if you are not technologically advanced, but what if you don't have that and you intend to go into the marketplace and find a job? Then <clears throat> the biggest struggle I find with children these days is they don't even know how to know what they're supposed to do. And follow your passion to subset dangerous advice. So so if I was to say like, uh, do you think like kids should start reading books or kids should start taking certain, uh, like as a default skill development practice that if I do these things, I will have certain cognitive abilities that can maybe help me because everything uh, has second order, third order effects too. Now, let's say if I learn X skill, it may not give me a job in that, but it will build certain things like, so what do those kids do? Maybe we can end on that. That is the most important thing. So how do kids actually go about researching? The worst thing is they don't even know how to research. Yeah. So I think, you know, uh, being able to uh, look up stuff on the internet and read and follow and build the skill, um, take notes, create your own understanding of what does it mean to have that skill. So that's the first part of, uh, you know, so reading personally, I'm a big fan of reading. The reason is uh, I may not have traveled to um, Romania, but I can read a book about Romania and pretty much be prepared. So tomorrow, if I do have a job opportunity in Romania, I can be really there and be successful at that. But if I start learning about Romania on the day I land up, I'm not going to make it happen. So reading gives you that huge advantage. Um, if you are not good at reading, and you, so that's a skill you can start building on the side. But in the meanwhile, Watch videos, you know, watch, uh, you know, the talks which people are giving. You know, there are so many channels which provide, uh, you know, distillation of wisdom. Follow some of the thought leaders. Look at what they are doing. Build your knowledge about different skills. Once you do that, find connections. You know, the things that you learn in history can become useful in science. Things that you learn in science become useful in literature. Things that, you know, you will begin to form connections. That will actually, and in the process, you will build great opportunities to understand your own skills and your own strengths and weaknesses. That, I think, is another very, very powerful way in which uh, as people build their 
skills. Uh, they'll also build self-awareness because finally uh, the opportunity may be there. There are all kinds of opportunities. Um, and every opportunity that looks good from the outside, you're seeing a finished product. Uh, you're, if you're seeing a cake, don't decide that you will want to bake cakes for the rest of your life because go back and see what the baker does. How do they buy the ingredients? So how does it um, you know, work when they have labor turnover? What, what is the person doing? In my book, I talk about this person who ran a restaurant and, uh, you know, who um, sort of says that I started running a restaurant because I was passionate about cooking and Vietnamese cooking. And he ran this restaurant in a very prime spot, was doing really well. He said, what I discovered was I would actually work because the restaurant closes at 8.39 because, you know, there are people who will come back from office and then go late for dinner. So I had to keep it up till 9. Then I close the place, wash all the dishes, get the uh, list ready for tomorrow morning's uh, ingredients, uh, dust, mop, clean, and because the employees have all gone back. Otherwise, you have to pay them overtime. And he's doing all of it. He says it will be really late, close to midnight. And then by 4 o'clock in the morning, I have to get up because I have to receive the fresh uh, meat and produce and all that stuff. So as the deliveries come in, otherwise, you know, my food is not going to be as tasty and I will lose customers. So he says, in the process, I discovered that my health went for a toss. His wife left him and his kids were unhappy. And, you know, and he says that I had a great restaurant. My health was gone and I had no family. And I thought, this is not what I want to do. So everything that you are looking at, just look at the entire business of running. Photography is different from running the business of photography. Being uh, passionate about food is different from being uh, in the business of food. Completely different. Being a content creator is different from the business of being a content creator. So I think once you begin to understand that, you make better choices. And you begin to understand that I like doing that, but I don't like to do this every single day for the rest of my life. So your profession is, uh, uh, you know, I once had the sort of fortune of uh, uh, meeting Gulzar Saab and he was saying that the magic of RD was RD Burman used to create a tune in a matter of seconds. He said, but he'll craft it and polish it and chisel it and rework it and change the things. And, and if you see some of his music in Bengali films versus Hindi, the same tune, there's a fair bit of work that has gone into changing that. So even after it's launched and it's successful, you're redefining and chiseling. And he says that that, when I think about a career, that's the way that I would define it as you're continuously polishing and you may have the core idea in your head right away, but you polish it, chisel it, craft it. Even after you tried it, go back and add some skills and see, does it change something? So I think the way I would do it is to be the author of your own uh, book your career book, your own life, you know, be the author and edit better, uh, you know, so do a lot of editing because you'll discover that there are things that you thought were great or not, things that you didn't think were great are actually fantastic that you really enjoy it. Uh, so I, I think it changes over time and opportunities when you may have started doing something two years back between then and today, the opportunities are different. So you can all, you know, those are things that will keep coming up. 
this last question and then we'll wrap it up so somebody has asked again a real time question i'm at a tangent to my existing career it needs investments and i suffered a major jolt to my savings due to some problems how should i proceed like what how should they do a swot analysis at such a situation so i think the first piece that i would say is you know figuring out uh, your financial um stream you know is just as important as planning for your skills because you know without that uh, any kind of skills that you want to build or have or you want to change jobs or take risks and do something all of that changes if you are dependent on the money that's coming in so i think the first piece to sort of really do is um the piece that i don't think we are uh, we are told early enough in our life i wish i had learned it earlier is how do you sort of build a saving which uh, sort of gives you the cushion to experiment so um you know it's like um, we we think about emis you know the the you pay your emis you take a loan you pay every month you pay an emi think about it as uh, the emi that you are sort of putting away through compounding you're putting a certain sum of money you know when you are adding it every month a steady amount of money which by the time you are 20 25 you even if you added 100 bucks a month 10 bucks a month whatever you have done that will compound and give you start giving you a cushion and keep that going you know so i would say um, some of the things uh, that we should do is to actually build that financial cushion two as you are doing that keep building your skills there is so much that you can learn for free so learn for free as much as you can because you might learn the skill have the skill and discover that you don't like it good question good example of that is i did a degree in law i loved learning law but i didn't want to be a lawyer so it was 3 years of work 3 years of uh, studying every a single day which i didn't put to use but when i became an entrepreneur after many 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 years that knowledge of law helped me run all the contracts that i had to do so you know a lot of things that you do today which you don't find any use or you don't or really like it become really useful when at some later point of time i used to do a lot of work with the radio radio was not at that point of time a commercially viable proposition now it is but now when podcasts have happened it becomes much easier for me to transition because it's an adjacent skill so i think career opportunities will evolve based on the choices that you make ye saap seedi ki tarah hai aap का अगर वो नंबर गलत है तो वो साफ आ जाएगा नंबर सही है तो आपको थ्री पे याद आया human beings have amazing capabilities so they will bounce back fair enough i think that that is uh, uh, that is uh, a perfect way to end our discussion in fact i would you know remind people that in your book in a latter half of the book you you also have a very interesting segment about why do a second job uh, that was very interesting where you talk about how having a second job or doing a second job helps you in your life but uh, abhi ji thank you very much for coming on the podcast it was i i, I 
like I told you offline, I, I avoid usually all these things is because I'm very skeptical about things in general. But I actually was pleasantly surprised when I read your book with your candidness and your honesty about the whole pro whole process itself. So I, I wish you all the best and uh, look forward to other work from you too in the future. Thank you so very much. I appreciate your having me on the show. Thank you, Kushan. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up. So once again, just to remind everybody, whether you're listening to this, the audio version on Spotify, uh, iTunes, wherever, all the platforms, or you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or in the description of the podcast, you will see the link. You can go follow Abhijit on X. His social media handle is there. Also, there is a link to buy his book. So just go click the link and you can buy the book over there. It's a very interesting book. Uh, I usually avoid these kinds of things, as you guys know, is because I'm a skeptical person in general about all these kinds of issues. And I have my reasons for this. I I, I am a data-driven person. But this book is not about that. This book is actually the complete opposite of that. So that's why i enjoyed reading it and i was happy to you know have a chat about it so we'll wrap it up go buy the book and as far as i'm concerned you know how to support this podcast this podcast is a member driven podcast so if you can become a member on patreon or on fanmo or on youtube you can also buy the charvak podcast merchandise by going on kadak merch or on kushalmehra.com you can send your donations through upi on kushalmehra at icici if you can't do anything just like this video subscribe to the charvak podcast youtube channel leave a comment in the comment section if you're an audio listener leave a rating on spotify itunes whichever platform you use i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care bye bye